Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Howard J. Dingers. And this is Three Count Review. Welcome to Monday Night Raw. Monday Night Raw and SmackDown Live Review. Do I have everybody's attention now? Welcome to the most must-hear WSUW Sports Podcast in history. Welcome to First Round KO. I am your host, KO, a.k.a. Howard J. Dingers, and I am joined, as always, by Mr. Connor J.D. Moore. Today's question is one that I've always been very, very curious about what people answer ever since I turned 21. Is it cool? Not even cool. That's, that's the wrong word to use. Is it okay is a better thing to say. Is it okay for a male to go to a bar by himself? And as a, in the college age, you know, like when you turn 21, you're still in college. Like if, like if I were to go or if you were to go to a bar by yourself, didn't go with anyone, is that cool? Is that acceptable? Yeah. I don't see why not. You, you know, so many people have told me different answers, though. I've heard really. It, I've, it's kind of fifty-fifty. I've heard yes. I've heard no. Like some people, like so, like some people told me, no, dude, you gotta at least have like two or three people with you. And then other people are just like, no, you could go by yourself. It's choose your own adventure. Like do it. Yeah. You, like, you, can, you can sit at the bar and drink. You can go talk to people. You can meet up with people you haven't seen in a while. You can kind of do what you what whatever you want to do. I mean, this probably makes me sound bad, but I've gone to the bars by myself plenty of times. Oh no, no, I did it quite a few times last year. Uh, yeah. last, uh Last semester. No, not last semester. Last spring semester is what okay. I meant to say. Last spring semester. So I definitely did that a couple times. But I've always wondered, <clears throat> is that is that like where does that rank on the frowned upon versus not frowned upon in in society type thing? I think it I don't I don't see a problem with it. Is it is there a why though? Is there a particular reason why? I'm trying to think of why it wouldn't be okay. It's fair. You know? But why, why is it okay though, in your opinion? Why you're is just going to the bar? Like I don't. Know, why, why do you need someone to go with you? Why can't you go by yourself? Right. No. No. I'm just. Yeah. That, no, that's my argument. Th- that's your argument. Yeah. Okay. Like. No, I've heard like so many different arguments. I don't dude. need because if, if none of my friends want to drink or if they're if they're not or if they're busy and I want to go to the bar, I'm gonna go to the bar. I've always been curious on what people think about that, and I've you've it's split. It actually shocks me that some people think that it's not okay. I've asked guys and girls, and it, it's split. Huh. That's interesting. Well, <laughs> welcome uh, to the Wednesday, or obviously Wrestling Wednesday. We're doing a three-count review, Raw and SmackDown, as you heard by the intro. And don't worry, we will be doing football on Friday. Huh, huh, huh. <laughs> good Lord, we're thank goodness pr- we're waiting till Friday. Oh, for good that. God, there's gonna be so much to talk about. I hope you have an ex- entire Excel sheet for that. Oh, I do. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I Wait, you do? Not no, but I have the full free okay. agency tracker. I've already looked at it. All so right. it's gonna be all a fun show on Friday. Or we record. All right. Well, let's dig into the raw review. I'm gonna be honest. I didn't watch the full show. I know what happens. I didn't watch all of it. So, I don't know. We'll you still watched more than me. Fair enough. I did watch all of SmackDown, but I don't know. Raw is never... Raw is the B-show in my mind, and I never watched... I never 
make myself watch all of it, I guess. I skip through a lot of stuff. That's fair. If a match comes up, I'm like, okay, let's see who wins. <laughs> What's the angle? <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. Without further ado, the Raw review. Let's go. Da, 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 da. We started off with The Shield because it was their farewell address to the WWE Universe. And it was basically Roman Reigns cutting a promo about how we're on to different things. He said, I haven't had a one-on-one match since I come back uh, in five months, so let's change that tonight. Uh, it doesn't change, by the way. Um, spoiler. Spoiler. Um, da, 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 da. Oh, and then he says, Roll- Seth gets to change his focus to Brock Lesnar for WrestleMania, where he is going to face him in the main event, he says. Uh Uh, for the universal championship and then he looks at ambrose and he says i'm not sure what dean is up to he says he's got some business i don't even know if he knows what he's got what he's up to but he he's gonna handle it i was like what the what (laughs) right okay um so that's a thing um yeah and then that was basically it they did their they did the uh the triple fist in the in the middle of the ring and then Dean and Roman left while Seth stayed in the ring. So then, yeah, I mean, Seth stayed in the ring, and he started cutting a promo about Lesnar. And this brings out, uh, ladies and gentlemen, hmm. Mr. Paul Heyman uh, and Paul Heyman. And they have what I, I actually thought was a fantastic back-and-forth promo. And because, I mean, obviously, I Heyman's a fantastic promo, obviously. Rollins can be good. I think he feeds off of Heyman very well. Um, but this added a lot of story to the the feud. This well, – it, it was basically um, – Seth was saying how he destroyed Drew McIntyre. He, he's destroyed Samoa Joe. He's destroyed Roman Reigns a bunch. He's destroyed uh, Braun Strowman, you know, uh, Bill Goldberg. He's destroyed all of these guys. But you struggled against AJ Styles. You struggled to beat Daniel Bryan. And you were this close to losing against Finn Balor. It seems that Brock Lesnar has a weakness of speed. And Seth was saying how he's got the speed, but he also has the power of those other guys, where he's saying that he is a perfect storm, the perfect candidate to take down a Brock Lesnar. But then Heyman retorts with the perfect, perfect comeback, saying... All three of those guys that he struggled against were last-minute changes. And Lesnar did not have any time to prepare for those matches. It was supposed to be Jinder Mahal. Good God, we almost got that match. We got AJ Styles. It was supposed to be AJ Styles. We got Daniel Bryan. It was supposed to be Braun Strowman. We got Finn Balor. In all of those matches, he did not have time to prepare, which also feeds into my bar theory. We've heard that before. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, (laughs) uh, And... Yeah, but now Brock has time to prepare for Seth Rollins. It's just it's added a lot of different layers and 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 actual psychology to this. Where is he? Tried to wait. So the Bears are. <laughs> Please. <laughs> this would have been cool, you know, when he was about to be drafted, not now. <laughs> anyway, um. But this just adds a, this adds a lot of psychology to the match and to the feud. Like this made me genuinely excited. Like before, it was like, okay, I'm excited. It'll be a decent match because Seth puts over these little guys and 
I'm sure Rollins is going to win. Mm-hmm. But now it's adding some story elements and some actual psychology to the feud. So I'm very excited. This was a good promo. And, uh, yeah, so, okay. So they, they played a Lesnar promo package because he was like, I don't think you know who Brock Lesnar is. This is Brock Lesnar. And they played a video package, right? And um, he warned he warned Rollins of what is to come. And out of nowhere, a wild Shelton Benjamin appears. <laughs> a wild Shelton. Because brand split, LOL. <laughs> Um, and he starts German suplexing Rollins, just German suplex, German suplex, German suplex. You know Brock and Shelton have history, like, back in their college days. This is the reason why they did it. They did not explain it very well on TV, but the whole reason Yeah, how'd was, they explain it on TV? So, Heyman straight up said that he paid Shelton Benjamin to attack Seth Rollins. He did not pay him to have a match with him, because once we come back from commercial break, it is a match, Seth Rollins versus Shelton. But he paid Shelton Benjamin to attack him because he's the o- he was the only one to consistently tag with Brock Lesnar uh, in his early career. He trained Brock Lesnar when Lesnar first came to wrestling. They were roommates at Minnesota. They they, they have this long storied history. So were they actually tag partners in the WWE par- or in uh, OVW or whatever their whatever the old oh, the uh, o- developmental was uh ohio FCW, valley yeah what yeah maybe it was ohio valley wherever uh i was like because fcw is like newer that's true yeah i think it was ovw but um yeah so that's where the history they didn't do a great job of describing that um but you know for nerds who know that kind of stuff it's great i'm gonna say it, like it's I, great I, I feel i think that in real life they're actually fairly good friends oh Brock, i'm sure they Brock are and Shelton. um so, yeah, so that was a good touch. And, yeah, what what happened was Benjamin wrestled a Brock Lesnar-styled match. It was a lot of throwing. It was a lot – it was just power moves against Seth Rollins. Um, Bel- Benjamin, at one point, uh, had Rollins up for the F5, but Rollins reversed it into a stomp to win. So – Brand split, LOL. Brand split, LOL. <laughs> um, oh, my gosh. Okay, so next up. We have Intercontinental Championship match time. Have you heard about this yet? I have. Okay. I okay. Know, I know what happens. The, first, before the match, Balor's making his entrance. And, and that, all, yeah. <laughs> all of a sudden, Bobby Lashley's face just on the screen. <laughs> I saw that. And it's not even like a full headshot. It's a close-up headshot where, like, the bottom of the chin is cut off, the top of the forehead's cut off, and the entire screen is just his face. I saw that, and everyone was making Wizard of Oz jokes, dude. It was great. <laughs> so weird. Like, Balor didn't even look scared. He looked confused. It looked like they didn't tell him that it was going to happen. <laughs> it was so weird. The, but the picture of just Balor, like, celebrating and Lashley's face just over his shoulder is so, was, so it, funny. was it just a picture? Was it a video? Like, what? Oh, I think it was a live feed, but it was just him staring into the <laughs> camera. It was stupid. <laughs> stupid, stupid. Um, so that, okay, so did then they we get the actual it? match. Did they explain it, or did his music nope, just hit it, it, Nope, it was, well, that it cut to commercial, and then his music hit after the commercial. What? Dude, I have no <laughs> idea. I can't even explain this. I can't try to... <laughs> I can't even try to defend it from their point of view. I have no idea what they were going for. Um, so we got the Intercontinental Championship match, Lashley versus Balor. This match went about 10 minutes. And towards the end of the match, th- this was a typical Finn Balor versus Bobby Lashley match. And I can say that because we've seen about 10 of them. Bobby Lashley did 90% of the offense. Towards the end of the match, 
Balor hits one good drop kick, hits a sling blade, goes up for the coup de gras, right? He's up on the top rope. And all of a sudden, the ring bell starts going ding, 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 ding. You look over, it's this little dude in a hood. It's my man, Leo Rush. And Leo Rush is ringing the bell, and he's he's got the title, and he's like, this doesn't belong to you. So then Balor starts chasing Rush. Rush gets kicked in the face, and then Balor tries to do a springboard something to Bobby Lashley, but gets speared out of the air, which looked really cool. And pinned. One, two, three. Bobby Lashley is your new Intercontinental Champion. Now, I saw a tweet about this, and they think that there's actually a reason they took him, They took the belt off of him. Because there's – I again, this is the, like the only tweet I saw, so I haven't really checked into anything else other than that. But apparently, the rumor is that there's something bigger than the, Inter- <clears throat> than the Intercontinental Championship rumored for Ballarat Mania, and it may involve the Demon. Apparently, the... Vince does not like the demon. Oh yeah, you told me about this. Yeah, yeah we, we were talking about this, and you know I'm fully aware. But a pa- but from this from this tweet and everything that I saw from I think I can't remember I think they're from Wrestling Rap Sheet or, or something like that. The he he believes in from what other people told him, and then Russell votes actually a tag team on this one too, and made a comment about it. And Russell votes is usually yeah. right, and they're just like the plans seem to be that Valor's plans for Mania seem to be. A, bigger a little bit bigger than the intercontinental belt and we may see the demon at mania what but i don't know what's bigger than the intercontinental belt for him at this point every storyline is filled if you're thinking what i think you're thinking get rid of that thought because i don't think it's happening okay they literally mentioned the fact that lesnar loses when he or lesnar struggles when he doesn't have time to prepare for an opponent they brought that up yeah what do you, I'm not go, saying anything. Go, go ahead. Go, no, go, go I'm ahead not going to say it. Does, I'm just throwing that out. Does it involve a demon and a dead man? So then we have Charlie <laughs> Caruso. <laughs> Charlie Caruso. <laughs> Charlie Caruso asked Baron Corbin about his uh, Reigns comments from a year ago. Blah, blah, blah. I know. They're building Baron versus Cor- – they're building Baron versus Roman. That's all. I don't care about what else happened. Ronda Rousey came out. And she just basically crapped all over the fans again. And it was... They really are committed to this Ronda being Oh, yeah. Fan. And, I mean, to be fair, these are good promos. She is cutting... I don't like the contents of the promos, but she is delivering them very well. This is how Ronda should have been for the past year. Just She's a heel? Been, she, yes. I've been saying it. She even Not even necessarily heel, but she needs to be the baddest woman on the planet. And she needs to come out straight-faced, deliver these impassioned promos every time, and it, she would have been even better than she was. Um, but she's had a good year, Ron. Yeah. Yeah, no, she has. I'm just saying she could have she been better. She could have been better? Okay. Rousey said that she got Charlotte disqualified last night because she wanted to beat them both at Mania and prove uh, I told everyone. You. She wanted to prove ev- to everyone that it, that she is the baddest woman, which, cool. I, okay. Um yeah oh she said lynch and charlotte were both jokes and anyone who believes in this whole charade is also a joke and tosses down the mic then we says the person who said it in the ring yep dana brooke comes out what (laughs) baby face dana brooke i might add What, what is she anymore i don't know but dana cuts this impassioned promo about how she loves the wwe and she doesn't want 
Rhonda to be crapping all over the product and she wants to stand up for the women and the women in the locker room and everything like that. And she says, hey, it's the night after a pay-per-view. You usually do an open challenge. I accept. She drops the mic. Rhonda just beat the ever-living crap out of her. <laughs> hit her with the ju- She hit her with the judo tosses, and then she hit her with the Piper's Pit, which it looked like she landed on her head, actually. Um, and then she slapped a referee and walked away. It was actually really – she starts to walk away, and then she goes, wait. And she turns around, and a couple of the refs, like, cowered a little bit, but she just grabbed her title and then left. It was really, It was funny. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, oh, and Michael Cole, Rousey's gone rogue. <sighs> Next we had Ricochet and Alistair Black. <laughs> no words. No words. Ricochet and Alistair Black okay. defeating Bobby Roode and Chad Gable. To the, sh- to the surprise of no one. No they're one. pushing the NXT call-ups. Next, please. Can you guess how they won? Black Mass? I'm pretty sure. Yep. <laughs> yep. Literally the only notes. Ricochet and Black won quickly after Black pin Rude following a Black Mass. That's the only notes for the match. <laughs> Afterwards, the Revival attacked Ricochet and Black on the stage. They backed away when Rude and Gable got close. If we do another triple threat. <laughs> you know what's happening. It's going to be the same ending as Fat. <sighs> Kurt Angle will address his future uh, tonight. Here in his hometown of Pittsburgh. I know what happens here because it was all over every sports page. I kind of know what happens. I don't remember exactly. Oh, I know exactly. Then we got a moment of bliss. First of all, this segment needs to die. Second of all, I don't like this segment. It's bad. Second of all, Alexa Bliss, I believe, is injured again. How? I don't know. But she's obviously. Was it a house show injury? Or did she get hurt at the Rumble? There are no reports saying this. But the fact that she is not wrestling and she's doing all of these things every week. But she's cleared, and she was at the Rumble. It screams that she's not 100%. She's at the Rumble. She had the Rumble where she injured someone, and then she had a match against— Who'd she injure? Ember Moon. Oh, the shoulder. Yeah, she did. Yeah. Um, And then she had a match against Nia Jax before Chamber. Shocker. I'm just saying. Nia Jax hurt somebody. I'm just saying. Um, so yeah, Bliss said that she is going to announce the host of WrestleMania. And it, I know and who the she host said is. it's, we've had people like the rock. We've had people like the new day. We've had people like Kim Kardashian, apparently 2008. I didn't watch back then. So I have no idea. Don't remember that at all. Um, and then <laughs> she started playing the video package and your WrestleMania host for WrestleMania 35 is none other than Alexa Bliss. <laughs> I knew I liked this, this WrestleMania more than the others for a reason. Gosh, I can't Why do wait. we need a WrestleMania host? I don't know. It's a new, it's a new obligatory thing they always do. I'm surprised it's not Colin Jost and Michael Che. No, we'll get to them. Oh, I know what happens, but I'm just surprised it wasn't because they built it. No, they're the work. correspondents. Tell me, the, tell me what that means. Are they part of the pre-show? What? what the? Speaking of Colin Jost and Michael Che, <laughs> seg way. We cut backstage to Braun Strowman, and he is being handed, uh, or he he is approached by a stagehand, and uh... <sighs> this is stupid. So they they recapped what happened last week with the NFL, and the stagehand dude said, uh, "Your car is waiting for you out back." 
and Braun Strowman, obviously a truck owner, (laughs) says, obviously a truck owner, (laughs) says, what car? And we cut to break. We come back, and Strowman and the stagehand were sitting in the parking lot in front of a Chevy Camaro, which looked fake as hell. Looked very fake, and you will see in a second. Yeah. Uh, Because uh, the guy guy had a note from Colin Jost, who wrote a insincere apology, making jokes at Strowman, um, stating that the Camaro was a gift. Strowman then ripped the car apart while yelling about how it was too small for him anyway. He ripped off the door, the hood, smashed the windshield with his bare fist. Uh, and then Strowman said he would see Jost and Che in New York City. And they. he said, <laughs> he said, I'll see them live in New York <laughs> and they'll get these hands. <laughs> I enjoyed that. That line. was good. I I did enjoy. That's I chuckled good. when he said that. <laughs> but I. They really know how to waste Braun Strowman, do they? The dude has been okay. Let's recap. Yep. Right? Here we go. Last year at WrestleMania. Yep. He won the tag titles with a ten-year-old child, before uh, relinquishing them the next night. Mm-hmm. Now this year. Uh, is it going to be a handicap? Ma- it's going to be a tag match. The return of Nicholas. You think so? No. <laughs> I think it. it's going to be a segment, if anything. A squash match. I There is a rumor going around that WrestleMania is going to have 17 matches. Well, we're going to be in Milwaukee for a hot minute watching that. 17? This is why we need a Baron Corbin Roman Reigns squash match. So that, and then this match can also go one minute. You're right. It's awful. Awful, awful. Then we got Elias in the ring. He was getting cheered because he's in Pittsburgh. He's from Pittsburgh. Um, He tried turning on his hometown, says it's a miracle he's given this, he's a success given he's from Pittsburgh and everyone is an enormous waste of life. They never booed him. (laughs) Hmm. Um, He also uh, brought up Antonio Brown saying he advised Brown to take their money and run, which he did, and now he looks great in black and silver. Great line. Um, The crowd booed this, uh, but wasn't that loud. And, uh, yeah, it's almost like they didn't want to boo their hometown guy. Weird. Hmm. Interesting thought. This is why, back a few weeks ago when SmackDown was in Seattle and Daniel Bryan came out, it was perfect because they cheered him because he's from Seattle, and Seattle's also a very liberal city, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. They share a lot of viewpoints as this Daniel Bryan character. He cut such a good promo saying how, like, you guys are smart, but I still have to talk to 90% of America who isn't as smart as you guys. He, he, wow. He was, did it. Was this last week or two weeks ago? It was uh, about a month ago. Oh, it might have been okay. before Chamber. Okay. But it was such a good promo because he knew he was in his hometown. He knew he was going to get cheered. And even Ro- Rowan started talking. He got booed. But then Bryan was like, guys, don't, don't boo my boy. And then they started jeering him. Like, <laughs> Brian was so good with that. Like, that's the kind of stuff you need to do. Elias well, needs to come Brian's out. Brian's also a whiz with the mic, too. Right? Elias needs to be babyface for this. Like, he's in his hometown. I I don't know. Stupid. Um, what? Oh, No Way Jose comes out, who now has neon hair. I. It's not even, like, tall like it used to be. It's, like, braided, and it's neon yellow. He looks like Naomi. <laughs> with a beard <laughs> yeah the way jose came down elias attacked them and gave gave him a drift away 
awesome. This is almost as bad as the uh, Lacey Evans gimmick. Speaking of. Oh, my goodness. Come on. <laughs> your timing is impeccable. <laughs> Lacey Evans entered. She walked up to the announce table, put her fan in front of Renee's face, waved at Corey, and left. She didn't even make it to the ramp. Wait. She she waved at Corey. And she just. And Corey needed a, a change of pants, it looked like. <laughs> <laughs> and she just did a fan in Renee's yeah, face. Yeah, she 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 because she had one of them them fan them yeah, handheld fans, yeah. so she fanned it out and put it in front of Renee's face. I don't know. It's at least at least she's uh not doing this to walk to and from. Um, they also announced that the Harlem Heat will be entering the Hall of Fame. I saw that earlier. Booker T day. will become the third two-time Hall of Fame member. So what are the other two? Uh, Ric Flair, yeah, who was in for Ric Flair and for Horseman, and uh, Shawn Michaels, who's in as Shawn and is going in as, as the DX. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah. Then we had. Well, you, then you know Triple H is about to be the next, the fourth, and the fourth. He will be eventually. Double, yeah. yeah. Uh, Nia Jax defeating Natalia. Nia Jax had Tamina in her corner. Beth Phoenix was in Natalia's corner. Uh, this was via DQ because Beth Phoenix attacked Nia during the match. And to Beth's Phoenix, Beth Phoenix's credit, she looked decent. She's still power. She's still powerful, which is good. Oh, excuse me. Um, yeah, nothing to say about this. It, the heels stood tall, and then they left. And in gorilla position, they got attacked by uh, Bailey and Sasha. All right. I am convinced they're setting up that fatal four-way. Yep, they sure the are. Sky Pirates. They sure are, and I'm mad it doesn't involve the Sky Pirates. <sighs> Just take out Nia and Tamina. Just, mm, it's frustrating. All right. Uh, Batista was showing arriving in the building. So then we had this Batista versus Triple H face-to-face. Uh, -face. Triple H came out. He's in his jeans and his jacket. He's not the, he's not the COO. He is the game. Did he come out with uh? Ooh, what song? What entrance did he come out with? Did he come out with uh, King of Kings or did he come out with the game? That's a really good question. I think it was still King of Kings. Okay, because I know that he only he pretty much uses King of Kings whenever he's just on shows and everything. But when he's in an actual match, then, he, then he, his music uh, is I, is the game. Yeah, I think it was still King of Kings. Okay, either um, way, they're still raw. But um, the crowd was chanting for Batista. His music hit, and I forgot how much I love that song. The song is so good. It's so good. I walk for miles inside mm -hmm. this pit of danger. Um, karaoke night with First Young KO. <laughs> Hit us up if you want a video. Um, oh, we could start doing that for punishments. Oh, no. No. All right. Ideas that we can discuss off air. <laughs> um, so, Triple H, er, Batista came out, and he had his own security who stood in front of him at the ramp, and Batista stayed on the ramp. And basically what happened was Batista literally just kept saying, you know what I want, give me what I want, you know what I want, give me what I want. And Triple H was like, why would I give you what I want? And Triple H was saying how he's in control, but then Batista was like, no, 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 I have the control now. It, the cards are in my table. It, I have the control in this. Give Ow. me what I want. Because of what he, because he oh, attacked because Rick. Of Rick, yeah, and because he can just keep doing stuff like that to anger Triple H. The, the whole storyline here is Triple H has always had the power. In Evolution, Triple H was like the guy, mm -hmm. while Randy Orton was like the up and comer. Batista was the muscle, and Ric Flair was the mind. You know, and and now he's literally the authority. <laughs> so it's 
Batista is now trying to get the power over someone who has always had the power in his career. So it's a, it's actually a very interesting story. Oh, I thought they were just playing off of what happened at the 10th anniversary of SmackDown. Well, yeah. Or yeah, the 10 year anniversary when he was just, when he was just like, "Hunter, you never beat me." Which so. is a lie. <laughs> but um when did it, when did he ever face him? I don't remember. Okay. Tag matches, I think there was one. Oh, I think they had a singles match. I don't remember. Anyway. Um but yeah, uh, this was a this was a good Oh yeah, Triple H called the the security guards the guardians of the independent scene. Hmm. Awesome line. Um, yeah, but eventually Triple H gave in and he said, "You know what? You want you want me at WrestleMania? I'll give you me at WrestleMania, but it's gonna be no holds barred. <laughs> Anything goes, baby. I'm very excited for that. Damn. It's going to be the obligatory 20 minute Triple H match, but that's okay." Be, because the obligatory <laughs> trip, twenty minute. Trip because I rem- first of all, I remember the Hell in a Cell match against Taker, great match. I remember the Sting match from a few years ago, very fun match. I remember all of this stuff. Triple H knows how to make these matches good, and I think Batista is going to work hard. I think this is going to be a great match. I like how he always has to get one of the longer matches. Mm-hmm. It it's Triple H. He's got to have a ten minute entrance mm-hmm. <laughs> and a twelve twenty minute match. And they have to involve motorcycles if they're at rep- if they're at <laughs> motorcycles and masks and skulls I and want, king stuff. I want Batista to come out first and come out in the motorcycle, like steal Triple H's motorcycle. I think that would be the ultimate power move, and it would be hilarious. Like, Haha, I stole your bike. <laughs> <laughs> I think it'd be amazing. So then we had the Kurt Angle announcement. Uh, I'm going to actually have to read this because I actually have no idea what happened here. Kurt Angle came out in his gear and T-shirt. Triple, er, Angle said 23 years ago he left Pittsburgh to compete in the Olympics where he won a gold medal. With a broken freaking neck. Thank you. And that led him to a career in the WWE where he beat everyone. No matter where he went, he always considered Pittsburgh his home, which is why he wanted to make the announcement tonight. WrestleMania would be his farewell match. He thanked the WWE, the locker room, and the fans. He became emotional and said, You made it so much fun for me. Uh, I literally had the time of my life. The crowd stood and chanted, Thank you, Kurt. Kurt Angle wanted one more match in his hometown of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and then it was on to WrestleMania. Rumored matches for Kurt Angle. Go for it. John Cena. I like that. I think that would be beautiful. John Cena's first match and Kurt Angle's last. Exactly. Uh, and then there are a few other former TNA people that that he's had matches with over in Impact. Uh, Drew McIntyre, Samoa Joe, and Bobby Lashley. McIntyre was at Impact when Angle was finishing yep. up there? Okay. Yep. Yep. Um, so then Angle faced Apollo Crews, which I think is actually a great choice because they did a segment – what about a month or two ago where uh, Apollo was like saying how much of a hero mm-hmm. angle was. So I actually liked the little touch of that. Like, I think it was really like, okay, Apollo, here's your chance to face him. Be in the, or go share the ring with one of your, right. Guys. Like, I, right. Like go yeah. like get a nice little rub to, from Kurt angle. I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind if they like next week, if they wanted to do the same thing or in a few weeks in the lead up, if they did Kurt versus Shelton Benjamin, Ooh, I think that'd be great. Um, yeah, and Kurt beat Apollo. You thought he wasn't. Yeah. Um, I don't know. How did he even? 
Um, Angle avoided a frog splash and nailed the angle slam for the pinfall. Angle seemed emotional celebrating the win. He helped Cruz to his feet, and they hugged. The crowd applauded Angle as he soaked it in. This was nice and also kind of sad. Fair. Yeah. I can see that. Oh, God. All right. (sighs) Roman Reigns versus Baron Corbin, which was announced earlier in the night. But before the match could even start, Drew McIntyre attacked Reigns from behind, and Reigns tried to fight back, blah, blah, blah. Claymore Claymore kick outside the ring. Uh, the Claymore was very protected uh, on Monday Night Raw. It was uh, He used it a lot, and it was very – like Reigns and Ambrose, as we'll find out, and Rollins, mm-hmm. they all sold it like it was a very devastating move. Um, at one point, Reigns um, took a Claymore kick and – like in the same motion hit his head on the ring post and then the uh trainer came out and checked reigns for a concussion not sure if that was real because he was acting like he might actually have a concussion not sure if it was real or fake uh but uh we'll see um so yeah rollins ran down to check on reigns reigns said that he didn't want to do this out here rollins told reigns that it was okay to feel or to admit if he's not fine Rollins said it's just a headache, or Reigns said it's just a headache, and Reigns put his arm over Rollins as they walked up the ramp. Back from the break, Ambrose and Rollins walked with Reigns towards the trainer room. They urged him to get checked out. Uh, Rollins went into the room with Reigns. Ambrose saw Triple H and matched, and marched up to him. Sorry, Triple H asked how Reigns was doing. Ambrose said that he wanted McIntyre in a Falls Count Anywhere match, and Triple H said, "Hell yeah." Awesome. Did he actually say hell yeah? Apparently, it's literally in quotes, <laughs> so I would assume so. Um, so then we had Drew McIntyre versus uh, Dean Ambrose in a Falls Count Anywhere match, apparently. This match went 14 minutes. From what I have heard, it was awesome. I need to go back and watch this. Same. I usually tell p- other people to go back and watch this. I'm going to go back and watch this. Um, well, you told yourself, so that kind of counts, right? Exactly. Uh, so, yeah, apparently this match was great. I'm not exactly sure how this ended. Let's see if we can... Okay, yeah. Yeah, so okay, that's what I thought. So, the finishing shot. McIntyre squeezed Ambrose through a railing. Yeah, you, yeah the little the, double. You saw, you've yeah. seen the picture. Yeah, yeah I've yeah. seen the picture. And hit him with a Claymore kick in the railing, which looked quite violent. Um, and McIntyre pinned him for the win. As McIntyre posed on the announce table with the music playing, Ambrose started moving and got to his knees. The announcers pled with him to stay down. McIntyre nailed him again with a Claymore kick, and they cut his music as the show ended. This was great. Uh, so I need to go back and watch that. But I love that McIntyre looks strong. I also love the fact that they are possibly, I know I said earlier that they were building a different match, but this teases a little bit that they're that they're planning on Reigns versus McIntyre. Instead. That would be so much fun. It would be a good match. McIntyre would have to lose. I'm not sure how I feel. I would much rather Corbin lose. Yeah. And, like I said, be a squash match. Because I think McIntyre versus Reigns could be a future title match. Oh, 100%. Like, that could be next year's WrestleMania match. 100%. I think it it should have been if Reigns didn't have to go on medical hiatus. I think what happens, in my mind, Rollins beats Lesnar, SummerSlam, Reigns beats Rollins, and then McIntyre beats... I, I, I realize that that's very staggered at wrestlemania SummerSlam, wrestlemania but i wonder how 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 they would do that with rollins versus reigns pretty easy 
So, I mean, would they turn one of them? Would no. They? No. You literally do Daniel Bryan versus John Cena. They're both baby faces. They were both baby faces when that happened? Oh, yeah. Oh, that's right. That was like the beginning of the yes movement because then that was when Randy Orton cashed in, remember? That's right because I remember yeah. Cena was like giving him all the props in the world on yeah. the way to Mania. On, yep. I mean, on the way to SummerSlam. A um, couple spots in this match. Uh, Ambrose took a pencil to the eye. Oh! <laughs> so apparently, <laughs> from what I've heard, um, I think it was a Claymore kick beforehand there were were some sort of some sort of vicious move and renee says that is the most vicious thing that we could ever see drew mcintyre do in this match and then two minutes later he jams a pencil obviously kayfabe but he jams a pencil in in dean ambrose's eye and then she says it again i think she spoke too early (laughs) or something i don't know but i thought that was funny apparently so apparently uh also renee was fantastic on commentary for this match she apparently was very scared for her husband but she was also trying to be professional and apparently she played it off very well nice. so i really need to go back and watch this because i love drew mcintyre ambrose is great especially in these kind of matches mm-hmm. if renee is good is as good as we or as i've heard that she is um then yeah i'm i'm very excited oh it was a low blow it was a low blow and then the pencil, which was pretty funny. Um, yeah. So, overall, I mean, it, Raw, it was pretty good. I'm not going to lie. what it sounds like. It sounds like a fairly solid Raw. Yeah. It, I, I don't like the, the Balor stuff. Unless, you know, it could lead to – I've ru- heard – If the rumors are leading up to let – me, let me put this out. I'm going to get the record straight right now. No. I don't want Demon versus Deadman. I, I, personally, I think WrestleMania would be fine – with Undertaker not being there. We know he's going to be there in some form or fashion. That's going to be a passing of the torch, though. It should be. Yeah. If the Which, only... in my mind, should still be Aleister Black, but that's fine. Either or. Yeah. I and all, To be honest, I think Finn needs it a wee bit more than Aleister does. Fair. Fair. Solid Especially if it, if it is, and the only reason that should be passing of the torch is if it is Dead Man versus Demon. No. But if you're asking me personally, I don't want Dead Man versus Demon. I just want I want the demon featured in Mania somehow, some way. And if the rumors are to be believed, and like I said, Wrestle Votes is usually spot on with these, apparently Demon Finn is doing something at Mania. Yeah. So and I hope and I hope he, she, they are right. What does Lashley do? <laughs> I don't know. Throw him throw him in some miscellaneous multi man match. Fair enough. All right. Well, then, that was Monday Night Raw. Uh decent show. We'll get to SmackDown in just a second. Take care and have some fun listening to this beautiful ad I made. Welcome back to the SmackDown Review. Let's talk about Tuesday night. This, this, this. Yeah. This was a great show. Yeah, you were telling me about it on the way back from basketball that I should really go back and watch this. This was possibly one of the best promo shows Ever. 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 Now, should I watch the edited version on Hulu or just go and watch just a full-on thing on the network? If you can find the full-on, I mean, it might not be on the network for a while. But if you, I mean, actually, the SmackDown edited version is never that edited because it's already about an hour and a half with it, with mm-hmm. with uh, commercials. So, uh, probably not a bad idea to just do Just, just watch the Hulu one? Uh, yeah. But. It should be on Hulu right now. So it yeah, I'll, it I'll should, it yeah. They put it up the next day. It's. 
fantastic. So, oh, excuse me. Where does it start? All right, Shane McMahon. Heel Shane is great. Uh, he came down to the ring. The best in the world trophy was out there. Uh, he was getting booed. This a chance of you suck. This was good. Um, they noted that Miz was at home recovering from the attack. Um, McMahon. Oh, he. Uh, so, uh, Greg Hamilton just announced him as Shane McMahon. Shane then invited Hamilton into the ring and said, announce me as best in the world. And Hamilton did it. Not a lot of conviction behind it. McMahon got in his face and was like, do it better. So then he did it with a little more oomph. And he's like, okay, cool, cool, cool. And then he grabs him by the shirt and the tie. And he says, say it like you mean it. And then Greg Hamilton just gives it his all. The best in the world. I love Greg Hamilton. He's fantastic. Um, waiting for them to put him for the for waiting for them to put him on WWE games now. I hope he's on the. Oh, I mean JoJo's gone MIA recently. So. Good. Wow. I like Mike Rome. I I was not a fan of JoJo. Fair enough. I was not a fan of JoJo. I like Mike Rome, but I also think Greg Hamilton is Greg one Hamilton's of the, best. the best one in the business right I, now. I I completely agree. Um. Yeah. So that's how that went down. Um. Do, 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 do. He didn't like. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's... Uh, blah, 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 blah. McMahon's tired of all the people that uh, tried to use him over the years. It used to be all about them, but that stopped on Sunday when he beat down The Miz. Uh, McMahon said he's the best in the world because he was born that way. From this point forward, he's going to start doing it all for himself. He said it felt so good beating down The Miz uh, in front of his father. He pointed out The Miz works for him. McMahon then challenged Miz to a Mania match. Wait, wait, actually, and that, that wording is wrong. He did not challenge Miz to a match. He said, Miz, we're fighting at WrestleMania. And he made, because he's, he's a McMahon, he made the match official. He just said, hey, Miz, we're going to fight. I think that's great. Um, and he promised to continue the beatdown on the grandest stage. This was good. Heel Shane is good. Heel Shane is, was always good historically. Exactly. So then we had, get ready for this. <clears throat> The Hardys, Aleister Black, and Ricochet versus The Bar, Shinsuke Nakamura, and Rusev with Lana. But it ended without a winner when the New Day interfered. <laughs> <laughs> so many people. Well, we saw, we said the tag team division has depth. So, it yeah, the SmackDown tag team division. Yeah, 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 let, me, yeah. let me be specific. SmackDown right. tag team um, Everyone on Raw is injured. <laughs> this, this was a... I mean, the match was literally nothing... I, I liked – I actually liked this with New Day because Kofi came down to attack the bar because of Fastlane, and the New Day came down to attack Nakamura and Rusev. Um, so this was good. I enjoyed this be, because it furthered the story. It made sense. Mm -hmm. um, and the New Day just looked really good. The New Day came down. Their music didn't – I don't even know if their music hit. I think they just ran down. And they just looked serious. At one point, Kofi was telling the other two to stand up Cesaro so that he could hit him with the uh, Trouble in Paradise. Like, they were, like, serious. Like, Big E, serious Big E. Serious Big E has always been good. So good, dude. Three ain't enough, man. I need five. Honestly. <laughs> so good. So so this was good. I, this was a very good segment. I like I like this kind of New Day. I So I was very, very behind all of this. Um... And the fans were very behind it also. They were all chanting for Kofi. 
<clears throat> uh, in the back, we had the SmackDown Tag Team Champions, the Usos, bragging about winning the titles and ran down every cha- ran down every team and basically saying, who's next? Pretty good. Um, uh, uh, <laughs> arguably the best, the best promo of the night. One of the best promos that I've seen in a long time. Randy Orton made his way down to the ring. <laughs> Um, and he noted that AJ Styles calls this the house that AJ Styles built. But Orton pointed out that he's been here since his career started. He said, in 2002, I was making my debut and you were wrestling for $10 a match. In 2005, I would, or in 2002, I was becoming the youngest, uh, WWE champion of all time. Was that in 2002 when he won it? Yeah, he debuted in 2002. No, I know he debuted in 20, in 2002, but did he he win the heavyweight in 2002? I think. I thought it was like a few years after, but carry on. Nah. No, because he took on Undertaker in 2005. Okay. But, yeah, so he, he you know, you're in bingo hells. I'm winning the WWE Championship. He said, in 2005, I was taking on The Undertaker while you were in Florida getting a tan with Dixie Carter. I saw that. <laughs> I awesome! Saw, I saw on Twitter that he mentioned Dixie Carter, and Evan was like, oh, my God, he actually said it. That means Dixie is actually canon in WWE now, and Ethan can actually have his full name. <laughs> EC3 can actually have a storyline. Let's go. Um, well, this proves that, T- that TNA and WWE do have that working partnership. That uh, They had that partnership to get all the Hardy stuff. Dixie's not technically there anymore, so I think they are okay to say this. That's true. Um, well, I mean, notice how the working relationship have to, happened after Dixie left. True. Um, Orton point out, pointed out that he has been a world champion and uh, that this is the house that Randy Orton built. So this brought out AJ Styles. And Styles said, for someone who looks down on the indies, you've paid a lot of, ten- a lot of attention to my career. Um, and he said, Can we talk about how woke WWE is being recently with the indie scene? Yeah, and that's the thing. This isn't the first time that they've done this feud, this, like WWE versus Indies. Yeah, w- specifically. They've done this a, a few times over the past few years where they will completely name yeah. drop the Indies. But this, this feels like the first time and the right time to do it. Mm-hmm. AJ Styles versus Randy Orton. It just feels right. You know, given everything going on in, in the wrestling world. 100, right yeah. Um, <laughs> these, this is where the, re- the lines start getting really good. Or, or Styles noted that Orton wouldn't make it in the indies using using this, this. and he does his pose, and a rip-off diamond cutter. <laughs> wow. Um, <laughs> are really letting go with these promos. I love it. Um, but then but then Orton was like, oh, oh, so I steal stuff. It's not like you and your friends never stole anything. Oh, did he actually do hold, hold hold up the two sweet? Yeah. <laughs> awesome. It's just is so good. Damn. Styles at one point said that you would you wouldn't have ever made it in the indies with us. Um, he pointed out that Orton's father helped him get a job. He said that Orton needed Triple H, Ric Flair, and Batista to get him there, to where he was. This was just, uh, Styles said he wasn't going to be Orton's next next victim, but Orton said you don't have a choice. He said, I am the landlord, and rent is due, you son of a bitch. Oh, damn. And then Styles challenged Orton to a match at Mania. Orton left without answering. This promo was amazing. 
the delivery behind both of them were just great. They did not hold back on each other. Mm-mm. I loved it. The the Dixie Carter line got me. The Too Sweet line got me for sure. The rent like Randy was so I can't believe it's 2019 and I'm talking about a Randy Orton promo, but this was so good, so good. Go back and watch this full segment. That'll be the Gladly. segment segment of the week that I tell you to go back and watch. So good, so good. <clears throat> okay. Oh God. Wow, this their <laughs> mood went from like high to low real quick. This was the not so good segment of the week. SmackDown Women's Champion Asuka defeated Sonya Deville. Now, yes, that sounds good in hind- or in uh, theory. On paper, that looks good. But... <sighs> now, okay, in fairness, this was a good match because Asuka is good and Sonya is good. Sonya is very underrated. Honestly. Um, she has a great spear. I will say that. Um, but what ended up happening was... I I'm not they they recreated the Mandy spot where Sonya tripped on the ring apron and Sonya just fell into the Oscar lock and mm-hmm. tapped out to the Oscar lock. So cool, Oscar wins. But like these last two matches, her last three matches really, she got beat by Mandy Rose. Yeah. She needed help to beat Mandy Rose and now she's needed help to beat Sonya. And th- and these storylines aren't even about her because now again Sonya and Mandy were kind of upset with each other, and Mandy left without Sonya. Like, the the story, the focus isn't even on her. I just don't get it. I I don't know if they've dropped this whole Lacey Evans thing, but they definitely seem to be going more in a triple threat direction, in my mind. Mm. Lacey was not on SmackDown. It actually was no Lacey Evans on SmackDown. Hmm. Where's Heavy Machinery? <laughs> I don't Dude. Where, where's Nikki Cross? That's probably the most depressing. <laughs> I was going to say, did we just all forget about Nikki Cross? <laughs> She's probably the best wrestler out of those six that got called up in December. Well, I mean, they've all gone MIA. <sighs> it's terrible. I mean, minus Lacey. Who minus Lacey. Who's like, oh, yep, she's here. We ain't doing anything with her. Heavy Machinery is basically... An up like uh, like someone said when we watched uh, Fastlane, an upgraded version of uh, oh yeah, I said that they were a mix of the Bushwhackers and Justice and Festus. Yep, uh, just, Jesse, yeah, Jesse, Jesse and Festus. Festus. Yeah, they're definitely a new age Jesse and Festus. EC three has been reduced to a modeling mute. He's a he's literally a mannequin at this point. Who else am I missing here? Which I mean, is still La- disappointing Lars. because Lars. EC because my God, I love EC three. And then of course, oh we I don't know if we talked about this on. Sunday, EC3 had his first words. Yeah, you yeah you told me about that, and then they I don't like, know if and we... like Mandy and Sonya shut him down. Yeah, which I thought that he was gonna come out at some point on either a fast lane or during this segment to try to console Mandy or something. But it's they... WWE, they 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 forget things. I'm just quicker. happy that they let him talk because he is great. I'll be happier when they have him do something. I agree. Um, next we had uh backstage. Uh, the video it's not an interview it was more just the iconics talking but they they brought up a very solid point they said hey sasha and bailey haven't been on tuesday nights yet they haven't you've gone to orlando but you haven't come here they what's haven't that? They, they went to nxt and haven't gone to they it. said what's that about so again 
they're building that fatal four way. <clears throat> I'm just glad that the iconics are gonna be in it. Becky oh god. Becky Lynch made her way down to the ring. I'm th- I never thought I'd hear "Oh God" after you, I know, you mentioned Becky Lynch. I know, and it's Lynch. so sad. But this whole story is just crap. Yeah, they ruined it. Okay, okay. I will admit though, Becky did a very good job at kind of defending all of this. I mean, Becky's um, the only is the only one saving uh, Grace and all. This. Also, while she's on top of the ramp, she stops for a second, looks at her crutch, and then tosses it to the side. Awesome. Get rid of that. It's stupid. Thank you. She said the man is back and back in the main event of WrestleMania. She pointed out that she had earned her way to the match twice now with the Rumble and uh, and at Fastlane. She and, ain't never lied, though. And then uh, Fastlane, she said she played Rousey like a fiddle. She said it's hard playing mind games with someone who doesn't have a brain. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> she said she got on, into Rousey's head and she played right into Lynch's plan. Uh Charlotte Flair interrupted and made her way down to the ring. Flair said, it's one thing uh, to be hot for six months, but she's been hot for four years, um, and she was chosen to get the job done. And she said, the fans and Rousey feel sorry for Lynch. Flair said Lynch got a handout. She's going to make Lynch and Rousey relevant again when she makes them bow down to the queen. Lynch said they never needed a queen. They need the man. I believe she also had a great line where she, when uh, Charlotte said, it's one thing to be hot for six months, but I've been hot for four years. Becky said, yeah, well, I've been here for six months, and now we're in the main event. Where was the main event for four, for the four years? Yeah, yeah. So uh, that was a good point, too. Um, yeah, that was that segment. It was – but Becky also – it's it doesn't say it in these notes, but she had a – she basically ran down the whole feud where she was like – yeah, I got injured, and then I got suspended, and then I got unsuspended, and then I got suspended again, and then there was this match, and and then I was in jail. Like, and she was basically making fun of the situation. Like, I she was even pointing out how weird this storyline has been. It's just I don't know how I feel about about WWE breaking the fourth wall. It, oh uh, my! To, sorry. To be fair, that it might have just been Becky. <laughs> you know what I mean. Um, to be, f- yeah, I saw that coming. Um, good. <laughs> as sad as that is. Anyway, uh, I think it might have been more Becky doing it, not WWE. Like WWE was like, "Hey, go summarize the storyline," and Becky was like, "Okay." Well, <laughs> we know Becky's queen of breaking the fourth wall. So, <laughs> um, in the back, we had Caleb Braxton standing in front of the McMahon family office. WWE champion Daniel Bryan and Rowan exited the office, and Bryan said he gave Vince McMahon his honest feedback about Kofi Kingston, and he announced that Vince made Bryan and Rowan versus Mustafa and Kevin Owens for later tonight. Okay. Then we had, speaking of tag team matches, uh, Rey Mysterio and R-Truth versus Samoa Joe and Andrade. Not sure why. All right. This was, again, all these four have incredible chemistry together, so this was a fun match. Um, let's see here. Five-knuckle shuffle from Truth. Mysterio hit a 6-1-9 on Joe and Andrade. Mysterio had Andrade pinned, but Joe made the save. Joe went for the year Nagi, but Mysterio rolled him up for the surprise win. Joe was pissed. And he went ballistic. He attacked Truth. 
And then he went so insane that he attacked that he attacked Andrade too. I love this. This looked awesome because Ray just kind of scurried out and he was like, "Yeah, I beat you." And then he was like, "Oh my god, you just destroyed everyone." <laughs> it was that was really good. I enjoyed that. Um, not sure where they're going with this. Let's do another Fatal Four Away. Wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> Make it a ladder match. Oh, throw Mustafa in there. They won't. You know Mustafa's going to Bro, get but just picture. imagine. Andrade, Mustafa, Rey Mysterio, R-Truth, and Samoa Joe. Fatal five-way ladder match. No, that would be great. But we know Mustafa's going to be in the WWE title picture. Nope. I'm convinced it's one-on-one. -on -one. <clears throat> I I want you to be right. You'll see why. I want you to be Do right. Do you know what happens at the end of the show? Yes, I know the announcement that happens. Exactly. You're forgetting that this company Fair. knows how to throw wrenches into everything. <laughs> Who are we kidding? They're all going to be in the arm bar. <laughs> <laughs> At this rate. <laughs> um. So then we had Brian and Rowan versus Owens and Ali. Um. This was a solid match. Uh, all four of these. Well, okay. Three of these four men are very good wrestlers. Who's the fourth one that isn't very good? Rowan. <laughs> <laughs> you can't tell me that this Brian partnership would not be better if it was luke harper where is he by the way is he still hurt he apparently returned to a house show quite recently as with what gimmick uh, who knows at this His point. gimmick when he went single before he was a bludgeon brother he re or no while he was a bludgeon brother or so i don't remember he returned as just like luke harper with the white tee and the jeans at one point but then he went to being a bludgeon i don't know it's weird does does Rowan still have his same music but when he was a singles competitor? <laughs> yeah, he does. But just with the re recycled thing? Okay. Yeah, and I actually love that music for Rowan. I think it fits in really it's well. It's a good song for yeah. him. Um, so, yeah, this was a decent match. Uh, Iron Claw, Choke Slam, Iron Claw Slam, I guess you would call it, um, on Ali for the win. I. That's why I don't they, – they've beaten Ali tw clean twice. In the last, I don't think they're gonna throw him in a WWE Championship match after. But that. how do you just randomly throw him in to the U.S. title picture with three weeks to go? Oh, now? pretty easy. Just have him ha have him run out and save. Joe can be beating up the other three, and he can be the one to come out and save him. That's just, that would seem very random at the time, but uh, yes and no because they have a past. The, the Joe and Ali right, have a yeah, past. Yeah, they have feud that past that but... never got resolved. So I I think it'd be pretty. And plus, like you said, it's WWE. They'll just do yeah, something. You're right. Um, so as Brian and Rowan made their way to the back, Vince McMahon's music hit. No chance. Um, as he walked to the ring, they gave each other like a little nod. Um, and so McMahon started cutting this promo and he said, uh, he's here to give the people and Kofi what he wants. He's going to give Kofi Kingston an opportunity at a WWE championship match at WrestleMania. He then showed a recap from Fastlane, blah, blah, blah. Uh, McMahon said that Kofi heard what he wanted to hear, like we talked about. Mm -hmm. um, I actually know the full uh, uh, wording. He said, the WWE Championship match will be a triple threat. That match starts now. He did say that match, as in the, the WWE triple threat. That's why everyone came out thinking that match was next. But the key was that he never said Kofi was in the triple threat. Mm -hmm. So he just lied about that triple threat being next. But anyway, um, do, 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 do. he gave Kofi an opportunity and he failed. Um, he said it was a teachable moment. That means the next New Day's music hit. They There was no, oh, it was just the music. 
And they came out. No Francesca, no pancakes, no nothing. They came out straight-faced, all walked in a line, came to the ring. Beautiful touch. I love that. This is serious stuff. I love it. Um, They weren't dancing and skipping. So Biggie and Xavier did most of the talking. Biggie said that they're not in the mood to listen to McMahon. They pointed out everything they do is for Vince, and they never complain or threaten to leave. Yikes. Yikes. Which is technically canon because of Dean Ambrose, so it's perfect. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah. Creative and Vince are just taking shots now. Yeah, I love Damn. it. Damn. Uh, Big E said Kingston's been in the WWE for 11 years and deserves more. McMahon said Kingston doesn't deserve anything. He said no one deserves anything. Everything is earned. Uh, but Big E said this is bigger than the New Day and this is bigger than McMahon's ego. But then Vince said, that's impossible. <laughs> he said, nothing's bigger than my ego. I thought that was funny. Uh, and they all kind of, all, all the New Day were like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Big E said the fans demand that Kingston get an opportunity to compete for the WWE Championship. And the fans broke out into a Kofi chant. McMahon spoke to Kofi and said uh, if he was worthy, he would uh, he would have already been in a championship match. But he said Kofi is a great example of the product. He said Kofi is going to be a future Hall of Famer. Or he is a hu- future Hall of Famer. He will be in the Hall of Fame one day, but not as Kofi Kingston, as a member of the New Day, because that's all you're good for. Damn. Uh, McMahon noted Heel Vince knows how to put over faces he, I'll give him that uh, He's good mm-hmm. <laughs> McMahon noted that Daniel Bryan made a good point Earlier when they had their meeting And he called Kofi Kingston A B plus player mm. So good <laughs> So good Bryan calling someone else a B plus player mm, So good Wow it almost feels like this story seems seems something like what happened five years ago. It's so good. I wonder what – I mean, I love it either it's way. It's so perfect. It is. Woods and Big E got in McMahon's face, but Kingston stopped them. Kofi talked about the last 11 years in the WWE, and he knows he's worthy, but, Mc, but McMahon doesn't see it that way. He said he never complains about anything. He busts his ass, but McMahon doesn't give him the chance. He still doesn't complain. He said he's missed out on family events. He said he's never – been trick-or-treating with his kids because he's always been at the wwe he said he his son just lost his first tooth a couple weeks ago and he was wrestling and he missed it he didn't get to see the face of his son when he reached under his pillow and uh got got that dollar from the tooth fairy um he said he's not going to complain he wants mcmahon to tell him what he has to do so that he can do it to get his match Randy Orton's music hit. Oh, boy. I, for some reason, had this weird Vietnam flashback. I was like, oh, my God, it's going to be Dana Bryan versus Randy Orton for the championship. <laughs> like, what's going on? I don't know why that came into my mind. Um, but, yeah, he came out on the stage. Samoa Joe came out on the stage. The bar came out on the stage. And Rowan came out with Daniel Bryan. And McMahon, as each one came out, he said, well, Kofi, you'll have to beat this man. And you'll have to beat this man and these men, and finally, this man, meaning Rowan. And you will have to beat them all next week in a gauntlet match. That's it. Uh, The heels ran down the ring, and a brawl broke. The New Day cleared the ring, and the heels uh, cleared the ring of all the heels to end the show. To steal an idea from Luke Owen of WrestleTalk, support WrestleTalk. 
and their new channel screenslaver i don't know if you've heard about that no i'll tell you about it later um but uh i so okay this gauntlet match should open the show next week yeah they should announce other segments that are going to happen throughout the night but the gauntlet match keeps going and they keep saying okay well this match is going too long we're gonna have to pull this segment we're gonna have to cancel this segment okay now we're gonna have to cancel this segment and then like towards that 10 o'clock mark the match is still going and just have the literally or not the i guess the nine o'clock spot have the gauntlet match go the full two hours put over kofi huge make him wrestle a two-hour match i think that would be incredible that would be insane it would be but either way that gauntlet match is going to be awesome it feels big because of orton and joe i mean the bar are there because they they're kind of mcmahon's henchmen right now which is a little strange but it would have been easy to just be lazy and throw in Rock Nakamura and Rusev. Mm-hmm. But throwing in Rowan, I think, is good. Obviously, the connection to Brian, and he's supposed to be the big muscle. And or throwing in Orton and Joe, I think, is great. Yeah, it adds, it makes it feel bigger mm-hmm. than it would have been with Nakamura and Rusev. Sadly, but uh, so would Rowan be like the big, like be like the big final boss? Then you would so. assume, because technically, if he beats Rowan, that would make the most sense because yeah. he's that. He's basically the heavy. For, yeah, for, I would for, assume. For that would be my that would be my guess. So yeah, that was SmackDown. Very promo, promo heavy. Promo City USA apparently. It's promo heavy, but I I personally think it was a good balance. There might have been, you might have been able to get one more match in there maybe, or maybe made one of the other matches a little longer. But I think this was personally a good balance. I it also helped that the promos were all fantastic. The Iconics was good. Randy and AJ were good. Kofi and the New Day and Vince were all good. Shane was good to open the show. Like the Becky and Charlotte, as much as I don't like their story, this was a great match. Well, I mean, I don't think you're ever going to get a bad promo from Becky or Charlotte. They're two of the better women on the mic. Yeah, yeah. And so, putting them together, you would hope, right, would lead to yeah a good result, but. So uh, overall, this was a good Why SmackDown. Why do I always have have my night class when SmackDown get, is really good? <laughs> right. Who knows? But yeah, that's all the time we have for today. Friday, NFL, oh, free agency. Good lord! We have, Finally, we have we're gonna, so much. We're gonna talk about all that stuff. So, great, Connor. Now, take us out. Okay, here we go. First round KO. Find us on. Here we go. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Stitcher, and, of course, Anchor. Eight platforms. It's awesome. Yep, find us uh, wherever you want to listen to your podcast. We are most likely there. Feels good. Feels real good. On Twitter, follow us, the podcast, at FRKO. Follow Kyle at Olson2K18. Follow myself, Connormore underscore seven. Three count review, the number three count review. Uh, here we go, Yelich. At here we go, Yelich. Links in the description. That's a lot of links. Yes, That's got a, a plug, man. Yeah, we do. By the way, I got an email back from uh, the dude who's part of the one artist team. Cool. I guess I guess they're just trying to check out the stats and everything before you. Just like, okay, let's figure it out. Fair enough. But I guess he's interested. Anyways, cool. the next episode, a lot of football. Good lord, we have a lot of football. A lot of football. Oh my. That's a lot of football we got to talk on Friday.
in the Ralph Polo, burnt like my tongue after sipping some hot cocoa, I just wanna jump from the top and fly solo, fill the hole in my soul with Palace and Preen logos, acid wash jeans, advance in the Ralph Polo, burnt like my tongue after sipping some hot cocoa, I just wanna jump from the top and fly solo.